everybody and welcome back to BH Live. This is episode 13, I think, and I'm interviewing the incredible Candy Tong. So let me tell you a tiny bit about her and then I'll bring her on the line and I've got a ton of questions for her. So Candy Tong is a professional dancer with Complexions Contemporary Ballet, signed model with Stets NYC Stroke LA and most currently a fashion designer entrepreneur. Born in San Francisco, California, she started her training at the San Francisco Ballet School under full scholarship. Candy graduated from the English National Ballet School, London, uh, where she received a diploma in dance from the Trinity College whilst touring with the company. Prior to joining EMB, Candy has been competing in dance competitions since she was a little girl, crowned Miss Dance of uh, California in 2013, top three for Miss Dance of America that same year. She has placed in the top three for all prestigious world ballet competitions, such as the prestigious Young America Grand Prix, Pre. Pricks, pre, pre, an American ballet competition. She has been featured both in Point Magazine and Dance Magazine in the New York Times, Huffington Post, and some of her work has been showcased in many campaigns such as uh, Nikon Europe, Reebok, Maybelline, to name a few. She has been named as 10 most inspiring dancers to follow on Instagram by Dance Informer. Besides dancing, Candy has been driving, uh, sorry, diving into her own creative realms, such as launching her own brand from scratch called Candy Tong The Collection, as well as establishing a YouTube channel where she showcases daily vlogs of what it's like to be a professional dancer, especially during the epidemic. For a little over a year now, Candy has been working on building her campaign Unapologetically Asian in hopes to bring awareness to specifically the dance community, the beauty and the rare find of what it is to be an Asian American dancer in the ballet world. So let me bring Candy on now. How are you doing? Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, how's it going? It's like eight o'clock in the morning there, right? I know, but I also, yes, exactly. But I also feel like there's just, I have so much to do and I'm actually fighting for hours now. I don't know if that's the same for you, but I yeah. just need more time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the same question that I ask everybody. Um, obviously, okay. I've gone into quite a bit of detail, so feel free to repeat yourself. Give me your life story in five minutes. Go. Oh, goodness. Five <laughs> minutes. All right. Going. Um, so I am 20. Oh, my God. How old am I? I'm 24 years old. <laughs> About to turn 25. Good start. Next Monday. Uh, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. Um, and I am born and raised in San Francisco, the Bay Area. Woo. Uh, and my parents put me into dance when I was three years old as an extracurricular activity. So uh, as normal parents, they basically wanted to get rid of their children so they can do whatever they want and work. Fair enough. <laughs> so I did dance, I did soccer, I did basketball, um, drawing, singing, all that jazz. And Literally. it wasn't until <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until when I was about seven years old when I realized that I actually loved to dance. And mm. I told my mom at age nine that I wanted to do this professionally and I wanted to um, basically start homeschooling. So okay. I knew at a very young age that this is the career path I wanted to go down. Um, and so I auditioned for San Francisco Ballet School at that age, and I was lucky enough to get a full scholarship with them, uh, placed in one, <laughs> one of their higher levels for that age, because at that time when I attended SFB, um, I jumped into level four, which is usually ages 12 to 13, and I was 10. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was very, very young, and then the following year, I got um, this role, Clara Nutcracker, which obviously I'm sure all of you know what that Incredible. is. Yeah. And I was the tallest and youngest Asian, <laughs> or sorry, youngest Clara 
I was about, again, 11 years old. I was five, seven, five, six, five, seven. I was oh, tall. wow. How tall are you now? Yeah. I'm five, ten. You're literally like yeah. just under yes. me. <laughs> and my feet were the same size as they are uh, now. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> Bambi, literally Bambi. Yeah. Um, so I completed all, most of my training at San Francisco Ballet. So while going to a competition studio at the same time, mm. uh, I wanted like a nice balance because obviously this dance world now, you like need variety. Yeah. You need to be good at every style, especially this generation. Yep. So soon after San Francisco Ballet School, I left to move to New York okay. um, to train with the legendary Drew Jacoby. Uh, and that was like my really my first experience with contemporary ballet. Um, even though I went to a competition studio, I had modern jazz, but contemporary ballet is like a whole new realm. Mm. And I feel like back then it wasn't very introduced or common. No. No. So with her, I uh, went to go compete in Finland at Helsinki International Ballet Competition. So we were gearing up for that. And soon after that, I got accepted to Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle, for their professional division um, part of their program, which is like almost like a traineeship or. Okay. Um, and how old are you at this point? So, where you're at right now, where, was, how old were you? Sorry, I'm jumping around. I was 15. Okay, just so we can keep track of where, where yes, you are in sorry, your life. Sorry, you keep <laughs> asking me questions. Um, <laughs> and backtracking a little bit for my education, um, so I started homeschooling when I was like 10, and I finished. I think what you guys call, because school for you guys is college. No, school for you guys. No, is so we school. we have primary school, secondary school, college, university. Correct. That's <laughs> very confusing to me. So, how old were you again? How old? If you were ten, um, you'd probably be ending primary school for us. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Um, but I grad- I finished all of my school when I was um fifteen. Okay. So I finished two and a half years early. Nice. Yeah, so I can move to New York and do all of that. And, and do your dancing, yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. And then so after PD, I got my first real injury. Um, I got a stress reaction in my second metatarsal, landing mm. from a big um, soda shot in the last part of snow and nutcracker. Heard it, of course. Heard it crack. Felt it, and I was like, yeah, this is not good. Oh. Um, so I decided to leave the program. Mm. And uh, I went back home to California, started competing again after the recovery, of course. Yeah. And that's the year I went to do uh, Miss Dance of California and compete for Miss Dance of America. Amazing. Living the American dream. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then from there, I got offered to join uh, English National Ballet School in London. Incredible. So I, that was my big second move um, away from home. So I've been living mm. away from home since 2015. And obviously I feel like dancers grow up so quickly because of that and you have yeah. to mature. Like there's, you can't not. Um, so I moved across the pond and lived in Chelsea, London. Of course you did. For <laughs> a year. <laughs> horrible area, horrible area. <laughs> for a year and a half and I absolutely loved my training um, it was so great I what was great about that program was that all these directors from different companies in Europe came every week to audition us and it was like the greatest exposure I could have ever gotten yeah. 
and I got to travel all the time because from London it's such a hub and it, it's yeah, so easy. So easy. Yeah. I miss it so much. Like take me back. <laughs> You're um, welcome anytime. And... <laughs> <laughs> After COVID, obviously. Oh, standard. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there, I got offered a few contracts. Um, one in Europe, I won't name, and one mm. here in America. Cool. But unfortunately, during that time, again, I re-injured my second metatarsal and got a chest fracture this time. Mm. So, <laughs> so I was out for six months, um, which, yeah, was the longest I've been out for. And I was going through, like, waves of emotions, obviously. I almost thought about quitting. Yeah. Um, and I was 17 turning 18, so obviously puberty was hitting and my body weight was changing. Um, there was just a lot going on, um, especially as a young adult. I was facing these challenges of mm. living away from home, having to deal with these body image issues, yeah. having to deal with um, traveling every week to audition all by myself. Um, and so I was just going through a really tough time, didn't really know if I wanted to continue dance after this year. Um, because I lost, basically lost my contract because of my injury. Yeah. Um, which made sense because they don't want to accept someone brand new injured. So I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Well, um, welcome to the and, dance world. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Come exactly. and be a dancer. They'll get rid of you in a yes. second. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to result to plan B. And keep in mind, I've been out of school for four years now mm. uh, since I graduated early. And so my plan B was to enter call or university. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't in my 15 year plan that I had since I was 10 years old. Of course. I knew I <laughs> wanted to get my degree while I was in my dance career, not before my dance career started. Right. So as a sad 18 year old or 19, 18 year old, I was entering college in this whole like rebellious, like I didn't want to go here. Mm. I didn't want to be here, sort of act. Um, so on the first day of university, I went to UC Irvine um, here in Southern California, near mm. LA. I told my professor, I was like, look, I literally had a meeting with them. I was like, look, I don't want to be here right now. And I am going to do everything that I can to graduate early so I can be, ba be back in the concert world. Okay. And funny enough, they were, they totally agreed. <laughs> they supported that 100%. And said, yeah, they actually asked me, like, we don't really understand why you're here either. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's ironic. Good, at least we're on the same um, page, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was really the first, um, I guess, college attendee that where mm. they really pushed me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually am notorious for doing the most classes as a freshman. I yeah. took 32... I don't, again, I don't know if this makes sense to you. No, 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 go. It does, yes. <laughs> I took 32 units a quarter, which is my schedule is 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Wow. Um, this is including regular academics and mm. dance classes and rehearsals. Because, again, I graduated early from high school. I didn't take any of my AP classes for right. my American people. Um, and I have a go big, go home. Sorry. Yeah, go big, go home, right? Yeah. Go big, go, go home, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was joining all these different clubs because if I'm somewhere, like, I might as well take in everything. So yeah, I was also a sorority girl, which is crazy to me now. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I was basically living this American college girl life. 
just right. for two and a half years. Um, and so for all my bunheads, ballet intensives usually cut off around the age of 18. Mm. Um, and so I still wanted to dance, obviously. And so during the winter, I was finding programs to see where I can go for the month. And obviously, no ballet intensives were taking my age at the time. So I found complexions, or actually, my mom recommended Amazing. complexions. And I tell my boss, I was like, I have, I had no idea who you guys were. Like, I didn't know who complexions was, who Dwight and Desmond were, like legendary choreographers yeah. and dancers. And so I remember going for the first day, like not knowing what I'd be entering. And I was like, wow, this is literally second yeah. nature to me. Like this is home, like the movement feels Incredible. so natural. Um, and I was addicted from day one and I was only there for seven days at this intensive in Atlanta and I didn't meet Desmond and Dwight until the last day of the intensive. So just a mm. hello. They weren't even teaching. Um, but the two veteran dancers at the time were, I they have so much to thank for them because they pretty much got me my job to this day. Um, they Amazing. told the bosses about my name and my dancing and basically the bosses kept inviting me back after um, to dance with them at their other intensives and on stage at their annual Joyce um, season in New York yeah. they even asked me to go on tour with them while I was still in university in Ukra to Ukraine uh, but unfortunately I couldn't because I need to finish one of my classes that was offered at the fall <laughs> um, always the way so they are very much pro-education, which is amazing. You won't find that a lot in mm. directors. Um, and so they told me to finish school first before joining the company. Okay. So I went back to, obviously went to my um, counselors at university and telling them, because I was doubling as well at the time. I was mm. doubling dance and business. Of course you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so when Dwight and Desmond told me that I need to finish school first, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm scratching out the business major. Mm. And pretty much I was almost three quarters of the way done with my dance major at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish that so I can, you know, hopefully hop on over to New York. So I uh, decided to drop that. And um, I, I was able to finish university in two and a half years with the BFA in dance performance and so uh, that year um I was basically I want to say 98% promised a contract mm. in complexions yeah um again unfortunately <laughs> injury um, <laughs> no not oh good time. finally not yes time. yeah this time it wasn't my dancing it wasn't an injury but unfortunately it was my height um, uh, so uh, I say, yes, here we go. So the I irony is if you're, in, if you're in the commercial industry, your height would go in your favor. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. But in yes, the ballet world, no. I know it's a completely different story. Yes, mm. it is. Um, 90, I say 98% because there was a toddler who was planning to leave, but she decided mm. last minute to stay. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was, I went five months without work, yeah. uh, without a job after, straight after university. And I was... I was, I was so hopeful that I was going to get this contract with them yeah. right, right there and then. Um, so again, I, this was actually, this five month period was the hardest time of my life because mm. um, straight out of college or university and just going into adulthood, like it, there was just a lot of change. Yeah. And I think during this time, 
again, I didn't really know where I wanted to go mm-hmm. uh, because this is my dream company and this is my dream company currently. Yeah. And the fact that it was taken away from me so quickly and was just almost heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so I delve into this whole business world again, started doing marketing okay. for my physical therapist at the time. So I, again, 10 year old me kind of thought I was going to be a physical therapist. I okay. don't see it now whatsoever. <laughs> um, but glad I still went for it a little bit. Like I was just learning ins and outs of it. Obviously wasn't like really pursuing it. Mm. Um, but I did all her marketing, all her advertising um, and such. And during that five month period was really when I started my content creation for Instagram. Um, that's when I realized it could become a business. Okay. And so, yeah, during those five months, I really explored what it was like to be a quote unquote influencer. Oh, we all love that um, word, don't we? <laughs> Yes, I love it. Um, I did the whole lifestyle thing. Yeah. Um, experience the fashion, the blogger, and realized it really wasn't for me mm. until I found my niche and my personal brand, which is obviously mixing fashion and dance photography. But during that time, I did create a blog, um, but this blog was more so catered towards those pre-professional students those college students and um, really Asian Americans because a lot of girls and boys don't really talk about what it's like to enter um, the concert world coming from a pre-professional background into into university because growing up at San Francisco Ballet School, um, entering university was looked at as a failure if you didn't go, if you didn't get a contract right away. Okay. uh, Which is crazy absolutely crazy um and so there's this whole stigma of oh like you're never gonna make it as a professional if you go into university Mm. and get a degree like that's like just that's just absurd to me um so I wanted to write basically my story um Mm. and prove that it's absolutely possible I mean really what I've learned throughout these last five years is that to really trust the process and um, just really be confident in the work you've put into anything that you're okay. doing. Um, and that was really the lesson I learned during those five months because just coming to that December, 26th of December, I was in Disneyland. I got a call at 3 p.m. from Desmond saying I got offered a contract with Complexions. Yes. <laughs> so it was very out of the blue. Yeah. But seriously, timing is everything. Yeah. Because like they said, nothing was wrong with my dancing. They enjoyed my dancing. Um, like it just all comes down to the right place and the right time. Mm. Um and again to just really keep working on your craft. Yeah. Because I obviously we all give up so many times, but if you keep, you know poking at it and keep working on it you'll eventually get there and you'll obviously get what you want what you deserve amazing and then fast forward (laughs) i was gonna say like i said i talk so much do you know what you you said before we spoke i speak a lot there's a lot of questions there brendan i was like we'll get through them fine and i said five minutes to tell us your life story you're taking 20 Uh, but carry on oh sorry um company this I'm entering my fourth season with the okay good that's good um 
and I well currently I'm in California but I am living when I am okay. in New York I am living in my dream city um, and I think I can say that because I lived in several metropolitan mm. cities already uh, and working for my dream company doing what I love most um, what's so special about complexion is that we are such a diverse company and my bosses really promote um, different shapes and sizes and rates, which is amazing because not a single one of us looks similar. Um, yeah. My best friend in the company is 5'2", itty bitty powerhouse. Yeah. Here I am, 5'10", and the next tallest girl is <laughs> 6'2", like total Amazon. Yeah. And obviously, you've seen mm. me through pictures and video. I am not your itty bitty ballerina. Mm. Like, I... I will happily say that I'm wide built, I'm muscular, I'm somewhat curvy, Um, and I'm pretty much breaking boundaries as we all are in complexions. Because I was going to say, obviously, in the ballet world, there's there's quite a stigma, isn't there, behind your weight and diet and body image and eating disorders. And all of these things, and I'm, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump around the questions now because you're kind of answering them <laughs> for me. It's great. Uh, so, is is that something that you've had to endure? Is that something you've gone through? Is that something mentally you've had to overcome? And if you did, how did how you know, how did you overcome it? What 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 are your kind of tactics and tricks to keep on right. top of everything? Right. So, uh, as an Asian American, I feel like our stereotype is mm. that we're skinny and okay. long. Um, and I will say I was that stereotype when I was younger, obviously before puberty. And so I, growing up training wise, all these teachers really, I guess, talked about my body all the time saying like, Oh, I had the perfect ballet body at the perfect ballet body. And so when it came to the time when I was turning 17, 18 in London, Mm. my body started changing and I was just looking in the mirror. I was like, I don't recognize myself. And okay. all of a sudden, every all these directors are telling me my body is a problem, uh, my weight is a problem, my height is a problem. I'm, I'm gonna so I'm gonna I, get you to be a little bit more specific here because I I I've, okay. I've been in the room yes. before and I've heard people say stuff like this. Yes. What yes. can you remember? And you probably can because it's quite a thing okay. that sticks to you. Definitely. What they <laughs> actually said, like word Definitely. for words. Um. So as quote best you can. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I was sat down in the office of English National Ballet School with the director at the time, won't say her name, um, telling me, first she sugarcoated it, of course, mm. saying like, oh, like, you know, some directors aren't just looking for taller ballerinas, like, and I was like, okay, really just get to the point. Like, obviously, yeah. I know European companies love tall ballerinas. Right. And then she's like, you know, I think we could just, like, lose 20 pounds within this next month. Because that would make you sure, so. <laughs> of course. Uh, right. And I was like, I'm not stupid whatsoever. Like, yeah. I'm quite intelligent. I was like, I know you can't lose 20 pounds in a yeah. month. And, and 20 I, pounds is a lot. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's impossible. I'll be honest, you're, you're pretty skinny <laughs> already. Like, you're, right. you're a slim girl. So right. to then lose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Ooh. at that time, mm. I was just like, I told her, I was like, okay, I agree. Like, I do I do think I've gained weight, but there's no way I can lose this in a month. Let's get mm. it, like, maybe three, four months, max 10 pounds. We'll do 10 pounds, okay? Yeah. Good aim. And I'm not crazy whatsoever. I will not, like, 
binge. I will not, you know, do yeah. all eating disorders. No, not for me. Okay, so that's that's um, something that's never affected you, just never the perceptions never, no. of other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my mom flew out to London, um, and basically I found a personal trainer, um, started doing this. I don't want to say diet, but clean eating. Let's say clean eating. What is the thing? The, the word um, diet gets so confused, doesn't it? Because I'm on a diet. Does. I'm not, I'm not yeah. eating. I'm eating about six meals a day, but I'm on a diet. Yes. It's a diet yes. to train and get toned yeah, and burn fat, exactly. whatever. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah, I, so we, I found, we get you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so I found a program that was catered towards me and I was able um, to lose x amount of pounds um mm. really wasn't tracking my weight but i was taking pictures every week yeah so what i found is tracking weight is really just bogus because Stupid. you can be 150 pounds look like this or 150 pounds and look super muscular yeah. uh, which is really where i'm at now mm. um and so again mentally it was so hard but i knew because i was doing everything right that within those three months of trying to lose weight, I was actually at a very great, good mindset. Yeah. Uh, because I was doing everything that I can to possibly get this yeah. outcome. And what's crazy to me is that the, the director obviously didn't really look at me when I was heavy for her eyes. Right. And as soon as I started losing weight, she was being so sweet to me, saying like offering me to like, go to these different companies yeah. to audition, like doing everything she can to get me a job. Yeah. And obviously, yes, dance world is so cutthroat and it's brutal. Yeah. And that's just how realistic it is because again in a ballet company, everyone you're you're in a quarter ballet to start off with, unless you're yeah. like a prima ballerina or a yeah, prodigy. Yeah. You have to look similar. Yeah. And that was something I got so tired of yeah. at that age. And I was like okay coming where look getting all these feedback now I'm never gonna be like mm. what the other girls look like anymore so I was deviating from the whole ballet world and really yeah. was looking at contemporary ballet because actually that year was really when I was exposed um to that world and these directors like I was getting choreography from Wayne McGregor Forsyth, um, Carrie Nichols, teaches for Juilliard, and they all told me they're like, "Oh, you have so much talent for a contemporary ballet. Yeah. Like maybe you should start thinking about that." And of course, since I was at EMB English National Ballet School, I was not in that mindset. With her. No. I was like, "Contemporary ballet." I was like, yeah. "Are you kidding me? Like I want to be a bunhead. I want to be in tutus. I want to be in a tiara." I was like, "What?" But uh, there's a really so, key thing you just said there that they that they said to you, "You have so much talent." Not. Yeah you don't look right or you look right for this, which right. is what the ballet right. world seems to be about, right? Mm -hmm. They were like, yes. you have so much talent. So they're actually, yes. you know, appreciating you for what you can do rather exactly. than how exactly. slim you can get. Right, exactly. So <laughs> I felt accepted um, for the first time in a hot minute. Incredible. And that's really how I found complexions and why I felt at home. Mm. Um and so what's great about complexion is that they don't expect you to be, again, super skinny, Stick like super yeah, slender. Yeah. Um, they actually really advocate for showing off your muscles and showing off your body Good. in the best light, however you can present it. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, obviously, I'm, yeah. Sorry, go. No, ahead. no, no, no. I'm, I get it because again, I've established <laughs> oh, you talk a lot, so I'm just going to cut in when I have kind of a question for you. Is what um just to kind of deviate back to what you were just talking about is yeah. If there's uh, some people watching this, listening on the podcast, watching on the YouTube, are in the ballet world or even in the dance world, and they're they're struggling with their weight, they're struggling with teachers, uh-huh. principals talking about their weight. What advice would you give to them? One, physically, how to get through it, and also mentally how to get through it because obviously you you from talking to you and knowing you slightly a little bit beforehand yeah. is I know you're a strong person and it sounds like you've been a strong mm-hmm. person your whole life so mm-hmm. not everyone's that strong yeah <laughs> and definitely. it's and it and it's a big problem in the dance industry so from right. your personal perspective and we won't take it as a doctor's note but what advice <laughs> would you give to those people that are struggling with this yeah well I would say definitely don't be afraid to seek for help mm. um whether if you're not close with your family, I would say find a counselor. Um, I know yeah. it's it's easier said than done, and it's so scary to really just yeah. even express your um, concern right. about body. Image. Especially like, in a world just, where we're not supposed to show any weakness exactly, whatsoever. Exactly. Especially with social media. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, oh my God, social media, I can talk for ages. Oh, we're getting on to that, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, my real advice, and I'm sure, I mean, you all have heard, is really just find help. Like the better, mm. the, the, I mean, sorry, the faster, the better. Yeah. Um, and because I don't know a single mm. girl who really didn't have issues with her own body because we're taught to stare at ourselves in the mirror yeah 24 7 yeah we're bound to have some sort of you know mental issue with it and, and you and, never get used to it do you that's the thing you can stare you know like how you would, this, you see yeah. something in your house all day and you just kind of forget it's there mm-hmm. looking at yourself exactly. in the mirror it doesn't become a, a normal thing it, you're constantly exactly. judging yourself right yeah. exactly even to this day I'm 24 and I'm still finding things mm. Um, I keep forgetting so, you're 24 from what, everything you've told me. I'm me like, she, she's in her 60s too, at least, at least. I feel like it. I feel like it. I go to bed so early. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't say I do that. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm up to two in the morning I even, normally. I even have hip arthritis, so I can actually say I'm a grandma. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, brilliant. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Going back on track. Um, the best thing I can say is cross train, like ladies mm. and gentlemen, well, gentlemen already do this already, but ladies don't be afraid to pick up those weights. Mm. They will not harm you. Like mm. they will actually help you sculpt your muscles, yeah. help you get stronger. Um, cause again, as a ballerina, as a bunhead growing up through professional mm. school, weights and working out was looked down upon. Um, cause these girls are <sighs> so afraid that they're going to yeah. get bulky. You won't get bulky unless you're get you like. It's really hard to build muscle, and this it's, is why I think yes. the ballet world is so archaic in the way they think because I know. they they I can't know. keep up with the times. One, everything's mm-hmm. changed. Nutrition's changed. Mm-hmm. Just so right. much has changed. I've been trying to bulk for right. years, and I'm still a skinny twat. So, <laughs> and I eat a lot of food, and I train heavyweight. So it's very hard to build muscle. Yeah. So, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so those really are my two um, okay. advice. Yeah, Sweet. I know. So, so seek advice quick, quick before it, it gets yes. too bad, and don't be afraid right. to ask for help. Weakness, right? Weakness actually, I see as a strength because if you've got the um, if you've got the strength to ask for help, that's a good thing. You know, that that's my mm-hmm. opinion. Is 
being able to ask for help takes strength. So you're actually, in my eyes, you're showing extremely good quality if you're someone who can go, I need help. Can you just help me out here, please? But social media. So um, (laughs) you're obviously doing well on social media. You've got a great little following. You you too. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Although the last update from Instagram was a bit of an upset. (laughs) Have you noticed a massive change? Zoom. (laughs) Oh, don't tell me. Oh, go away. We're not going to talk about this anymore. I feel my, like... my engagement's like really? dropped 40% overnight from I this stupid update. That's so interesting. I think, I th- I think Instagram is sexist. Let's see what you're doing. I think, I think they prefer girls over boys. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, we'll have to have a look at what I'm doing. Not much different. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Instagram. And you said you've got a lot to say on it. So I'm going to see where you go with it, and then I'm going to jump in with questions. Okay. All right. So, um, again, starting with content creation back in 20, I forget how old mm. I was, um, whenever that <laughs> time was, 20, 21, 20. Yeah. So, so a few um, years ago. <laughs> yeah. A few years ago. Again, how old am I? <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Uh, well, obviously I love social media. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't enjoy it. Um, and I think social media is such a mm. blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, so I joined Instagram when it first started, I think back in 2013. And at that time, it was so easy to grow and find this yes. um, presence online. And uh, I remember my first photo shoot ever was with this world-renowned photographer to this day, Ballet Zeta. Um, mm. We grew up together at Central Ballet School, so we worked together quite often. And I realized I was getting all these likes and comments from strangers. I was like, whoa. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, my phone is blowing up. Like, I was just posting, like, random photos. Still posting photos of my dog, my family. And yeah. still using the Instagram filters. Of course. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, okay, um, I was getting 10,000 followers, like, my first month on Instagram. Nice. I was like, holy cow. I was like... I was like, I was like, maybe this is not safe to post stuff about my private mm. life anymore. So I started deleting all of that and started just posting ballet photos. But it wasn't again really until a few years ago where I realized I could make this a business and yeah. actually um, cultivate my feed to target a certain audience. Yeah. And um, again, with social media, I've been so blessed to get offered jobs. Um, not only modeling jobs, but also professional dance contracts, which is crazy to yep. me. Um, because I say that because obviously I've had to flown out to different companies around the world yep. to create a CV, create a cover letter, video reel, um, go out of my way to pay like immense amount of money for headshots and. Yeah dance photos for an audition that I might not even get and I hear social media now today they're just handing you a contract just from looking at your feed yeah and it's just like how does this make sense whatsoever it's almost unfair um it's well if it happens to you it's like amazing yeah of course it's so unfair (laughs) oh I'm sure the audience Um, right now who would listen to this will be split between, well, you worked for it, you did right. it, you achieved it, and if that's your right. way of marketing, which right. is what Instagram is, great. Yes. And then there's the other mm-hmm. half that go, I don't want to be on it, I don't have to post about it, who exactly. aren't getting those jobs, who will be exactly. like, grr. So, yeah, right. it's, it's yeah. always a split of the both. 
Yeah. And what's so deceiving about social media and Instagram and TikTok and all of that is mm. that you're basically showing your best light. Yeah. And um, basically, we're all just showing like the highest points, the happy candy, mm. the happy Brendan, the most successful us. But a lot of us are not showing the downfalls and we're not talking yeah. about our rejections, like what we've been through, which is why I love doing this Instagram live, mm. which is why I love posting my stories and create this blog of, look, I'm a real person. Yeah. I've gone through all of these failures. I'm not just this pretty girl that posting all these, you know, mm. heavily photoshopped photos. Yeah. Because um, we have to really change the perspective of social media like it's not you know it's not all what's a fairy glitter (laughs) little fairy tales and glossy and gold and pretty yeah um and it just kills me when I see people post about like they're um basically just like bragging about everything and just mm. like n- no like I don't want to follow that like we mm. already are staring at our phones 24 7 yeah. constantly comparing and contrasting ourselves with whoever is on our screen um and especially these young girls who are ballerinas or dancers in general are already staring in the mirror yeah. so why are we comparing ourselves to another person right or multiple um so yeah social media is a blessing and a curse it can do you harm it can do you good depending how you treat it so yeah well you you touched on a perfect word there which was comparison because it's it's kind of proven that comparison is the biggest cause of mental health in the uk Mm -hmm. as far as i know i haven't checked the stats abroad but i'm assuming it's probably the same and then obviously the birth of social media just heightened that to a million percent yes so suddenly yeah. you don't have to know about the person that's doing better than you and it really winds right. you up and you get upset and you obsess over it. Right. Now you just have to open your phone, which you have to use all day anyway, because it's become part of our life now, which right. you know, Apple did really, really well. And, exactly. and and then the rest of the companies followed. Yeah. So what would you suggest to someone who's getting into that state of comparison, getting into that state of I'm not good enough, that person's doing better than me, I don't feel like that person, I don't feel like this person, why am I not getting that job? All comes down to really, uh, I think you have to know who you are as yourself first. Um, again, easier said than done. Yeah. But if you're not comfortable in your own skin yeah. and uh, not confident or you're not owning up who you are as a person, then really social media is not for you. No. Because, again, it's so easy to just go in this dark hole. Um, I actually recently watched this documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. That's what I was about to say. Yes. Highly recommend. For oh all my of god! You. I've um I've been um, doing an experiment since I've watched that. Really? So I for the, so yeah. I watched it just over two weeks ago, and I banned myself from scrolling. Oh how weird! Wow. <laughs> we were like psychically <laughs> going on there, and um I've actually banned myself from scrolling. I will go on and comment back. I'll go on and reply. Yeah. And, I, and I post through a posting program anyway. So yeah. my, like you, my favorite part of social media is creating the content. Yes. I love video yes. editing. I love photo editing. I love yes. taking photos. I'm a director, right. as you know. So this is like my playground. So I actually right. do it all through the computer and just schedule stuff to post now. So yeah. it's, one, it's limited my time through the app because it, when you right. watch the documentary, you realize how much time and money goes into creating yes. those apps in an addictive yes. way. So they, exactly. well, they say there was a team of 50 people working on the fonts 
of what yeah. size it needs to be to make it the most addictive yeah. font you can get and the colors and yeah. like it's all mind traps and it watches all your behavior and it it's scary man I, I won't know. click on anything I now know. I'm like I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm and I <laughs> there was one experiment I gotta come back to this one I did a few weeks ago I said the same thing five times in a day I said laminate flooring right and I never searched it I never did it. I just said it purposely five times in a day the next day, I got an ad for laminate flooring. It's crazy. I didn't it's type crazy. it once. I just did it as an experiment to see crazy. what happened. We are being listened to. Actually, I swear. I want to try that. Try it, honestly. So... But apparently, I, I was speaking to a friend oh. about it who's a massive geek, um, bigger than yeah. me. And he was saying okay. that crazy. in some of the apps, there is a bit in the T's and C's that says, you know, they yeah. can have access to your microphone. Yeah. Facebook. So the trick is to always close the apps, apparently. As long as the apps are open, theoretically, mm. they're allowed. I like, obviously, that. this is very conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Right. It's of not course, fact. Of course, of no course. one listened to me as fact. This is just <laughs> conspiracy theory right now. Um, but, um, yeah, coming back. So I, I, I took a two-week break. Uh, well, I'm still doing it. And I don't scroll anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone tells me, look yeah. at something, I look at it. And I, I tend to go look right. at my very close friends and see what they're up to. Yeah, but, yeah. I've noticed a change in my mood. I've noticed being happier and less kind of like, ah, yeah. oh, shit moments. Um, yeah. But then every now and again, and this is how I've really noticed it, is I'll log onto the app to go and reply or go and do something. And I'll see yeah. a top post and it might be of, I don't know, someone that's got got a job that I was like, ah, oh, I could fucking do that. Oh, excuse my language, but I could do yeah. that. Like, why did I not get asked <laughs> to do that? And then instantly right. I, I go like this and I went, oh, right. get off, get off the app, get off. <laughs> Right. So exactly. I, I think it's, it's self-monitoring as well. If you know it's exactly. making you feel Definitely. negative in any way, just don't Close. use it. Close it or exactly. monitor yourself. I, I'm not going to scroll. Straight to messages. Don't look. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, and yeah, watch everyone who's listening. Watch Social Dilemma on Netflix. Yeah. Social massive, Dilemma. massive eye opener. So. Highly recommend. What to you. <laughs> Yes. I think I think I know what you're going to say, but let's see what you say. Oh. What would you say is your biggest attribute as a person that's helped you get to where you are today from that very, very early age? What attribute in your personality mm-hmm. and your character have you had that's helped you get where you are today and so quickly as well? Because to be like that young and know what you want, what is it that helped you get here and why do you think it's so important? Um, so I think the two words I will say is be unapologetically me. Um, so obviously, I I want to say I was confident my whole life, but I truly didn't really find my confidence mm. until again after all of that mishap that happened yeah. in London um, and that five month period after university, mm. where just those were like really the lowest points of my life, um, and. I really started being comfortable with who I was after joining Complexion. So it really wasn't until like these last two years. Mm. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Um, I want to say, again, I'm only 24. But I was about to say, you're, you're still a baby. <laughs> you're still very young. <laughs> Your 20s is honestly, well, I can't really vouch for this. But I feel like your 20s is your period of time where you really realize who you are as a person Mm. and excuse me um really find your strength and what you can offer to the world as a person as whatever you are in your profession um and i'm just 
I'm so rooted as who I am as a person. Yeah. I just, you know, I feel like I, I exude this um, girl who's not afraid to break these boundaries. Yeah. Um, On a mission. Because there's, yeah, there's no point of trying to be, again, as cliche as this is, yeah. no point in trying to be someone else and to just, you know, hide away, hide behind this wall and like try to cover up whatever yeah. um, you are. There's no point. Like you only have one chance to live. Yeah. Uh, might as well go all out. Like I said, go be yeah, or go agreed. home. Um, and if someone judges you or if, if someone doesn't like who you are, like all these hate comments again on social media, yeah. who cares? You don't know right. them. They're probably seeing this because they're jealous of your life. I was going to say, normally hate always so, comes from jealousy. They're exactly. so closely linked. It's scary because right. you're, you're never going to be nasty to the person who you see is in your head, you see as lower than you. You never would because yeah. you just wouldn't. But the minute someone's right. above you, you suddenly get catty and you get yeah. nasty. Why is that? You yes. know? So, yeah, no, yeah. I, from, from experience, I know that jealousy is so closely linked. It's, it's mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. And I actually didn't start getting all these hate comments on social media until, no way. This, until this time in quarantine. And, yeah, so this might be bad to say, but ah. I will. I will um, call you out. <laughs> And <laughs> sorry for if you guys didn't want to hear that. Um, but I had like these big companies coming to me and really established dancers, professional dancers saying like, oh, Candy, like, by the way, once you start getting hate comments, that's when you know you're successful. Yes. In what you're doing. Agreed. And I was like, I didn't look at it like that yeah. so it's like wow that's actually very true yeah and there's this um, amazing button called block it's one of my favorites yes <laughs> exactly so yeah did I answer your question I totally forgot I forgot asked. what the question was I'll be completely honest we just chatted away I've, I've stopped looking at the questions I've got like time. 14 questions here and we've got to end it in 10 minutes so COVID let's have talk about COVID how okay. how okay. is COVID um no actually I'm going to come back to it so Okay. Two things I spoke about in your bio, just because I, I want you to talk about some uh-huh. of the stuff you're doing, is yeah. unapologetically Asian. Uh, so tell us more about this and what the aims and goals are around the campaign. And because I know you're going to keep talking. Also, Candy Tong, the collection. <laughs> tell us okay. more about the brand you've created. So talk about the two okay. things that you've been creating. and We want to hear more okay. and how we can Definitely. look it up. Definitely. So I created Unapologetically Asian last year. Um, with another amazing hip-hop dancer, Yvonne okay. Chow, who created, um, uh, sorry, this hip-hop intensive in New York. Yeah. And so we joined forces. We're actually both from the Bay Area. We had no idea until the first day we met in no the city. Crazy. Literally from the same city, same yeah. hometown. Um, and so we created this campaign um, towards Asian American dancers because, again, I am an unconventional Asian American, not only because of my physical looks, but because I'm an artist. And your typical Asian stereotype is you either become a doctor, lawyer, dentist, or whatever high-paying job. Mm. And so, especially in the the ballet world and hip-hop world, Mm. you don't see very many Asians whatsoever. And so we are trying to advocate for Asian American dancers saying, like, look, we are proving that we are established, that mm-hmm. it is possible. 
and uh, we're just trying to make we're trying to basically get known in the world that Asian Americans can make it. Yeah. And so we've um, done two live, uh, I guess, panel panel talks. Yeah. Uh, in New York City. Um, so it's been amazing. It's been so awesome. Hong Kong, one of the Hong Kong famous magazines just sponsored us for mm. uh, wow. one of our Zoom <laughs> live. No way. That's <laughs> awesome. Talks. So that was cool. But yeah, so that's all of that. We're still working. I talk about it on my blog quite often. And then with Candy Tong Collection, um, this has really started, um, I guess, happening in the midst of quarantine. Mm. It's like, it's crazy because it's like, who would start a business during quarantine? Being Everyone who's got a brain. Actually, a lot of people. <laughs> I was about to say, um, so many cool things have been created yeah. through this time. Uh, but it's so many. been brewing for over a year and a half. I um, was offered this opportunity um, I want to say last winter. Okay. Um, so it's been the works, but it's obviously been in the down low um, until quarantine yeah. like really, you know, started happening. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited to finally have my own line of clothes. Again, I will Very be cool. specific. Um, yeah. It's literally been a dream. And as a dancer, obviously, as you know, dancers don't really get paid that much. Yeah. And so you have to find different um, realms of income or yep. I guess standard yep. your other interests. And so it's been amazing because I've gotten to put my drawings to use. I'm my own uh, designer. Uh, I do my own graphic designs currently. And just, I just love being a businesswoman. I love this whole girl boss mentality. <laughs> I love going on meetings. Um, yep. And it's just so cool to see it all come together. I'm just, yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. It's supposed to launch um, hopefully in 2021. Okay. Um, but due to COVID, I'm obviously playing it by okay. ear. Is there, okay. is there a website or anything people can go and have a look at what you've done? Not or? currently. I have an Instagram page called Candy Town Collection. Um, the collection will be coming very soon very very soon okay all i'm gonna write that down myself out there um yeah it's, it's have you are you creating the website now is it in development yes okay perfect if not i know an incredible yeah. website company that could help you but don't worry carry on <laughs> <laughs> um my motto for my brand is from bar to bar Okay. So obviously it's catered towards the girls who yeah. um, want to stand out, yeah. who are daring and obviously bold and not yeah. afraid to, you know. That's a brilliant a brand for this day and age. Yeah. That's a really good exactly. idea. I like that. I yeah. enjoy that a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm very excited. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. Hopefully it's successful. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's funny because I've done the same thing. So through my company, BH Academy, we have a whole right, t-shirt right. line now, which is all about the designs behind dance. Amazing. So I'm going to dual plug at the same time is go to yeah. bhacademy.com forward slash shop. In fact, Candy, if you go there, pick one you like and I'll make sure I get one sent oh, to you. Awesome. As long Thank as you post you. wearing it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> buy it, buy it, buy it. <laughs> See some light. And then when you get your, your lovely ballet gear, I will do a picture in it. How's that? Yeah. I will. I hundred percent do it. I haven't in worn... it. You have to be in it. Oh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I haven't worn a leotard in forever. 
So yeah, get get me a nice pink one with fluffy bits, and okay. I'll be fine. I got you. I got I'll do you. it. <laughs> you you okay. think I won't? I will actually do it. Put it back to... in the bun. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. We this is literally going everywhere. Bun. So this will be on Spotify, on the podcast, on YouTube, and on IGTV. So yeah, we it. literally have proof. So kind of COVID. Um, how has how have you been through COVID? How have you dealt with the time in yeah. in your house? And also, how do you see it affecting your side of the industry? Um, so I think as do all of us, I think the first two months we were all confused. Mm. Um, and we didn't, we were kind of living in this unknown. We didn't really know what was happening. I think I, and a lot of us were in denial. Mm. Uh, I was prepared. So I obviously was living in New York. I came back home to California where my family is. I was prepared to go back to New York in two months. Yeah. Um, because every, I think all of our bosses, like every director was telling dancers or just like any profession that yeah. you'd be back in the office, like soon. <laughs> right. Not so I, when I left New York, I like fled, I literally booked, uh, a ticket right after a photo shoot. I was in the middle of a photo shoot actually when yeah. I booked my ticket. And so knowing that I was coming back mm. soon as I thought it was, I only packed like my winter clothes because no. um, it was March <laughs> and so I came home with like heavy jackets you know jeans yeah. etc and I was like oh my god two months in I'm I'm not going back to New York like New York was uh, like one of the was the worst state in the country mm. uh, so I was like okay there's no way I'm going back so here in California like wedding balls um, <laughs> so I pretty much bought a whole new wardrobe yeah. here at home well not really but maybe like workout stuff because I didn't yeah, bring any of my dance gear whatsoever and what else is there to um, do when you're in lockdown other than work out right right <laughs> and so uh, it's funny because I don't know if you remember we were doing these uh 10 push-up challenge do you remember yeah, yeah I saw all them all pop up challenges so it was, you know, we were all just living this weird, weird online life, life. Uh, yeah, online life. Actually, still am living this online life because I feel like. Have you seen um? Getting... Have you seen that Black Mirror where they have to go and cycle ha- and then they get yes, like, and it's I all have. this massive online life. Yes, yes, crazy, absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to say the first two months of quarantine were weird, but after that, things started picking up for me. I was yeah. like, look. I don't want to live like this. Like I need to change my mentality. Agreed. So I created, I'm a very much a schedule person. Like I love having a schedule and that's like the only way I can thrive. Yeah. So um, I've been taking classes through Eastern Standard Time. So which is okay. three hours ahead of me. So I wake up every day at like sometimes six or seven thirty, depending on what day it is. And right. I take class every day at eight thirty AM. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I do all of my dance classes right in the morning, 8.30 to about, like, 2-ish. Well, that explains why you go to bed at 9 o'clock then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I do that because it makes me feel like I'm still living my mm. company life. Good idea, um, yeah, yeah, repetition. Yeah, and so I usually do, like, a ballet class and then musical theater or jazz, and then this was, okay, I'm starting to start a quarantine, and then I would work out in the middle of the day. Um, yeah. And then do all of my meetings later. Um, but after four to five months, obviously we're burning out. Like yeah. I was like, okay, is COVID done? Like what's happening with the world? <laughs> Why is my country not wearing masks? Yeah. 
Hello. Oh, sorry, calling you out. We don't have enough time to go into the political oh, elements in your yeah. country right now, unfortunately, because oh we've got to end it in and, two minutes. Oh my God, sorry. It's and fine. I'll talk really fast, but even just like for all of my people who are not supporting my fellow uh, African Americans and just all of Black Lives Matter, like it really caused so much stress and anger and frustration for me. So I like went through waves of emotions. Yeah. Um, but fast forwarding to now in quarantine, um, I created a schedule where I wouldn't get burned out as easily. Yeah. So okay, I'm still taking my 8:30 a.m. class, um, but now Complexions is back into work virtually. Yeah. Um, so I do have rehearsal with them. I'm also creating a piece on the side uh, with another dancer. So she's choreographing mm. me. I'm performing. We're creating a film. Incredible. Um, I have. Candy Town Collection. I started a YouTube channel, so I'm vlogging my whole experience in quarantine. I'm and if, if we like just search Candy Town on YouTube, we'll find you. Yes, it'll Perfect. come up. Yes. Um, and what else am I doing? Uh, oh, I'm teaching a lot. I'm teaching a lot on <laughs> Zoom. Um, that's been amazing. That's actually, yeah. the young generation is what's really um, motivating me during yeah. this time. Like they're so inspiring. They're willing to work hard even through the computer screen. Yeah. And it's just so it's crazy right? to see. So they're actually the ones who are pushing me to really take class every day. Um, so Amazing. I'm fortunate enough to have that as an, also as an income. And that's what's really been, you know, cause I'm actually still paying for my rent in New York, unfortunately. So, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ouch. Exactly. Um, and on the meantime, I'm also, I didn't talk about this at all, but I'm a signed model with sets in New York and in LA. So I've been yeah. actually getting a lot of castings, um, doing a lot of self tapes, a lot of actually virtual, um, shoots. I've heard about cool. these. I've heard about these virtual shoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. A couple campaigns virtually. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, I've been teaching in person as well. Once a week, obviously COVID safe. Uh, six feet apart only a minimum amount of students six to eight students in the room okay. so, so yeah what's, what's, it, what's the rules there right now so if you can go into oh, this kids in England like <laughs> we can run classes now you know we're I'm, I'm Wait, I, I run a weekly class yeah I thought you guys are in a lockdown again no there's rumors of us going back into a second lockdown which to be honest the rumors are probably right but because it's <laughs> the restrictions I are, swear like, to god <laughs> You guys are no, I'm, I teach every Saturday at Base Dance Studios. What? I have my youth dance company. We've got 20 kids in the room. It's a big studio. London's rebellious, though. No, we've just got a really stupid prime minister. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but we are actually so, it's crazy because I know Australia, mm. they, they get 60 new cases and they yeah. go into full lockdown. We, uh, my state alone, <laughs> 900 cases, and we're like, woo! Yes! So 25% yes! capacity. Amazing! Yeah. So that's oh, where we're at. Yeah. Um, we're at 25% indoor capacity. Okay. Uh, we basically, yeah. Yeah. I love that I the, that the, much, the American but... just called the British guy rebellious. <laughs> no, I I swear to God, I'm joking. You guys yeah. Out. No, we're not. We're, we're actually like no, obviously we we've had more restrictions come back in, but we're not in lockdown. Um, aren't you guys have like a 10 p.m. curfew? Yeah. So no, all the pubs and the restaurants have to finish serving at 10 p.m. They have yeah. to be out the door at 10 p.m. That's like crazy. to the point where there was a restaurant that actually got fined because they took an order at just before 10 o'clock, 
but the person didn't leave no. the restaurant until four minutes past. That's annoying. They got wow. caught and they got wow. a big fine. So like they're being super strict about it. But yeah, right. dance studios are open, fitness studios are open. Like That's it's crazy. just very restricted. It's Maybe like, for it's us to meet then. Maybe we're just, just like you said, we're you rebellious guys... or we're yeah. really stupid. One of the two. <laughs> And so massive, massive thank you for you coming on to my thank live you. this week. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. And yeah, guys, if anyone wants to check out Candy Tong, just go and search Candy Tong on all the social medias. You will find her, I'm sure. And I'm going to love you and leave you. So have an amazing day. Enjoy your classes. And I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much.